Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. I am your host, Travis Bowe, from Watchmen Minute. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. And I'm Alice Lauren, a new monthly panelist on the Now You've Seen It podcast. Welcome, Alice. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing real well. Getting to talk about a movie that I have only just recently discovered and found out I <laughs> yeah. really like this movie. Yeah, no, I just watched this just a couple nights ago because I also recorded the uh, the nineteenth minute with Robert. Um, okay, which hopefully we'll be out soon. So yeah, I just watched this a couple nights ago, and yeah, I mean it's it's good, and I went into it fresh, so yeah, no idea. <laughs> so first time for you, okay? So yeah, I had the same experience, so. Um, yeah, we have uh, minute 83 here starts with Eve continuing her request for Roger to leave and ends with Roger on the phone with the valet. <laughs> yeah, girl's cold. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's got to play it. You know, she has to play it cold because, you know, there are things that he knows about her that she has to keep up, you know, as far as keeping up appearances And there are things he doesn't know about her that she has to, you know, and and at this point in the movie, the audience doesn't know about her. So, so there's a lot to it, and especially things you don't know first time watching it, you know, where, where her character is going to end up. But now, you know, as I've been rewatching the, the minute several times and, you know, the, the acting choices and, and the, the performance, are I think are, are really solid because she's playing it so like you said cold but it's like she has to because she she's trying to keep up so many plates in the air and you know she she doesn't want him to get hurt but she has to keep herself protected and all that so it's really interesting yeah and it really does seem like you know so she does certainly have these feelings like these feelings haven't really dissipated too much even though last minute we had this embrace <laughs> that happened that she really pulled away from yes but mm-hmm. but she's just yeah i think you know it's it's this big thing where she's just really it's like it's like a puppy dog and trying to get the puppy dog to <laughs> stay or go away or whatever while you hmm. proceed on with your what you need to do yeah and, and he looks genuinely wounded as well yeah. i mean you kind of you know, I was talking, I think, on a different, you know, minute of this of how, you know, men kind of, you know, in this era, probably after, after whatever, whatever war it was, uh, but, you know, they come back and they have all of the, after the Civil War, no, they have all of the, the emotions spill out. And, you know, he re- really, you know, this is kind of when he sort of loses his cool in a sense where he he is so taken aback, so wounded, you know, this isn't just some pretty girl, some hookup you kind of start to see a bit of the like wait what do you what do you what do you mean i've never been rejected you know <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. um, but then but then there's the other thing is that uh you know if, if you're if you're watching cl- closely enough you know and it certainly comes into play uh later in the movie of course i mean it's it is it is a chekhov's gun that's for sure but mm-hmm. we saw the we saw the other thing we saw last minute was in her purse the the gun in her purse when when uh, she goes to put the uh, piece of paper off the notepad away that had the had the address on where she's going. 
But um, yeah, without with you know that 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 gun being shown there certainly increased uh, the level of uh, suspense, as as yeah. Travis very well put put pointed out. Yeah. I don't think I even noticed the gun. <laughs> I wasn't it, even it, looking down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was kind of shown just you know very quickly last last minute when she opens mm-hmm. up her purse you just get the, the the hint of like the barrel and uh maybe a little bit of the uh the trigger but uh, and it's a very small gun too so it's meant to fit in a little like her pocketbook or um a men's you know uh inside the pocket yeah, it's, it's a woman traveling alone we expect yeah. it you know yeah. it's 50s pepper spray no <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hmm. Well, well, there is the continuation of the thing I kind of pointed out last. Oh, yeah. Last minute too. He says no questions asked. You know, based on her, her asking for this favor, and so I mean, again, it seems like he really might be ready to grant, fulfill the favor. Right. But as I pointed out, that it seems like that would be a bad point, <laughs> bad thing to do for the purpose of the movie. <laughs> That's for darn sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how, like earnest she is about all of this and, and just how it's a perfectly she makes a perfectly reasonable request here I and mean, it, it kind of got split between yesterday's minute and this one but yeah. you know here um continuing to tell him that there won't be anything uh, more between us and um, i really like how she emphasizes that with you know good luck no conversation just leave um yeah i, I just like the matter of factness that she she brings to that and then you know he continues to you know push the issue saying he can't um then he throws out like oh after dinner you know and she's she's trying to to get him out the door basically and he's just keeps coming back with you know again he says after dinner fair is fair yeah, oh, what what verbal, I don't know, verbal combat, I guess, would be how yeah. to even describe that. I mean, it is just just incredible. And and then it, it is that very, I mean, to, to me, kind of that creepy, like, well, I can't do that. This is what we're going to do, you know, and it's just them just back and forth. And it's, I mean, I was talking about um, before this, like, train, you know, sequence of them even talking at dinner, which is this kind of sexy, spicy, flirty yeah. sort of, you know, amazing, you know, juicy scene to use every single adjective but you know and then now it 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 kind of keeps that but it is kind of this creepy like well i can't do that you know kind of that toxic partner kind of i mean to me like a toxic partner kind of like well nope this is what's gonna happen i'm not gonna leave you alone a man saying i'm not gonna leave you alone is just very creepy right and this this scene it's it plays so it feels so relevant now, mm-hmm. you know, just with, cause, cause essentially this is a scene that boils down to like, it's, it's no means no, you know, yeah. and he's not getting that. <laughs> um, and I, I think I mentioned it yesterday that deep down, we know he's the good guy. We know that she's the, the one that sent him to his death. So we're kind of, pulling for him but at the same time it's it's it doesn't okay. feel right you know why, why yeah why why did he come back to her i don't like that you know i mean I yeah guess he likes her but it's this weird like 
one night, I guess one night stand situation, and then he's still coming back, and you know, tables are turned, roles are reversed. The woman's the one that's the you know, yeah, mm, no, bye, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kind of person. So yeah, I do like the twist here that he's not trying to stay because he wants to seduce her. It's it's that he's pushing for answers. You know, he he came back to her because. She's the, she's, I guess, his only link to the people that are, you know, out to get him because she knows, he knows that she was in contact with them and now suspects that maybe, you know, she was lying and all, you know, and all that. So, well, just, I mean, just the bravado already. I mean, he went back to the house he was kidnapped (laughs) and taken to. Yeah. I could never. I could never. <laughs> I did love that scene with uh, him opening the uh, the liquor cabinet and it's just books. But, yeah. um, I really like the, like, when he says, you know, after dinner, fair's fair. She says, all right. And then her demeanor changes because she realizes that she needs to switch, like, her tactics, you know, Instead of being, you know, she's been perfectly straightforward, um, and she knows that she needs to switch to a more sympathetic approach. And by giving him the one condition, you know, because she says one condition very like while she's smiling, um, and then continues to talk about him needing to clean his suit and kind of appealing to his, um, I guess, being a gentleman. Um, which is really smart because from her perspective, it makes him vulnerable yeah. if he's without his suit, you know, because hmm. he has no other clothes to wear. So it's a really smart um, plan that she has that I really like. Um, yeah. What are what are the chances in her mind? She she has to be thinking. Well, what are the chances are that he'll he'll if if I do when when I do leave here shortly, that he's going to follow me without his clothes on? <laughs> right. Oh. I know it is. It is interesting. You wonder then how much she really likes him as well, because you know. I mean, what the one condition is: fix your suit. Okay, you know, done. But also, as we'll see in the next minute, like so, she's gonna get him to take his clothes off again. I don't think he no. needed an excuse, but okay, you know. <laughs> well, and we talked a little bit about this, I think, yesterday or the day before, that she does seem to genuinely want him to to stay safe she may not you know it may not be from uh mm-hmm. from love or anything like that but she doesn't want him to get hurt and that's why you know we talked about it and it that's why she told whoever she was speaking to on the phone that she will go to them um not for them to come to her hotel because she doesn't want you know uh, van damme's right hand man to to find Roger here in her room. So she's trying to keep the two separated. So I like that she's able to think on her feet like this. And, and again, it's, it's stuff that you kind of wouldn't necessarily understand first time through. I don't think, um, but certainly going back through it the way we do it, it brings thing it brings, you know, the, that information to light, I think. Okay, so we get to the point where where you said something in the starts with ends with Travis. 
Okay. You said you said it the way Thornhill does. Valet. Um oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas whereas she says that you know that you you know the, on one condition that you let the hotel valet do yeah. something with the suit first. So I then you know, in repeated watchings, and okay, okay, wait, I'm gonna pick up on this. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> proceed down this rabbit hole, and uh, you know, Googled valet, how I pronounce it, yeah, um, valet pronunciation, and and Google tells me, you know, gives me the option of an American version and a British version, and they're both pronounced valet. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then underneath that, there's a people also ask, do you pronounce the T in valet? And so <laughs> we get it. The answer it then gives it says so I, I'll pick this apart in a moment here but but it'll, it's hard to it says it's hard to mispronounce the noun valet <laughs> we've checked nine standard dictionaries and found three acceptable pronunciations valet valet and valet yeah <laughs> um and and this is from grammarphobia.com mm-hmm. never heard of that before yeah. I'll think. But you know the, the the my my little picky nitpicky thing here is that first sentence versus what it then tells us these three different ways. It says it's hard to mispronounce. <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't that mean it's easy to pronounce? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not what they indicate. Then after that, no, it's actually hard to pronounce it. Hmm. But oh. Um, well. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like it's yeah. you know Chinese, and not that I think that people who like pronounce words differently are lower class or anything like huh. that. But I, but I just mean like in a, you know, in like movie wise, like they weren't trying to show that he was somehow lower class or anything. I don't think so. He was a advertising exec, right? And so I, so I don't know about that. I don't know if it's just you know when you <laughs> sometimes when you've only seen a word written down. Then you know you yeah. just kind oh, yeah. of say it wrong because I just learned, like that it's do, do, okay. Do people say pistachios or pustachios? <laughs> because I've always because I'm I'm Russian, so like I know how it is in Russian. Oh. So like for me, I've always said pistachio, and everyone's like like pistachio. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I just learned that like a few weeks ago. So I don't know if this is like the same thing <laughs> in a sense. Well, I think the the difference here is that you have Cary Grant, who was you know born in England, um, yeah. raised yeah. in America, but he's 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 known for his transatlantic accent, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, pronouncing it valet is a very like upper crust British thing, oh. you know. Going back to like I, I know watching like Downton Abbey and and other upper crust uh you know the downstairs or down upstairs downstairs type type shows that the the wealthy you know when it's referring to a person or your your manservant it is it is valid if it's in reference of like valet parking that is correct so so that's why i pronounced it valid like i i i normally would just say valet (laughs) but i wanted to I wanted to, you know, feel like Cary Grant for a minute. Yeah, Jimmy Buffet, right? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buffet. Buffet. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if you hadn't, I was definitely going to bring up what I, I, I've, I've also. It's also called the Mid Atlantic accent too. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that whole thing is 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 a quagmire. 
of sorts, you know, to yeah. get into that. I know, I just Googled that because I, I, I didn't know what that was. Huh. Yeah, is it like uh, Catherine Hepburn I just saw. Yeah, yeah. It's another because she's big user. British? Like, is it just so people who are from the UK that they kind of blend things together? I guess I that's that's so fascinating. It's it's more that it was a just a thing for actors to do mm-hmm. to sound a bit different, but a bit similar, I think, to both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, they can they can then kind of play yeah. British or American upper crust mm-hmm. American or you know uh, more stuffy British, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's see what. He says, oh, to the, uh, you know, she, she says that, uh, you belong in the stock stockyards looking like that. And so he, he says, okay, kind of giving in. Um, and he seems kind of caught off guard by this cause it's her turning the tables on him. And, you know, so he agrees, but he, but it seems like it's kind of a, a reluctant agreeance and, you know, in a way, it's it's you know, she's kind of gotten the upper hand of this this situation. You know, he was he's been very, uh, what did we say, very um, slightly passive aggressive with his his tone with her. It, it, you know, ever since joining her in this room, and and now it's it's you know, she has kind of t- taken control a little bit and given him this one condition that he kind of doesn't have a much of a choice if. Uh, if he wants to, you know, stay. So, and uh, and then that's when she says back to him, <laughs> "There's the phone," which yeah. is this nice little callback to a couple minutes ago for us. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that it, uh, that uh, when the phone rang <laughs> and yeah. he, he he bluffed <laughs> in, in going to answer it <laughs> until she she uh, which which is which is, was his way of saying, you know, hey, you ought to pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. I like that when he goes to the phone, he, he picks up the notepad, kind of gives yeah. it a quick look and just for us kind of planting the seeds of, of what he's going to do with that notepad later when he, you know, I guess assumes he'll be alone at a certain point, you know, or at least if he can, but yeah, he's, he's definitely making a mental note of the notepad and I don't really have any other notes. Mm-hmm. I did note, um, I guess her, um, I, I was curious about her wardrobe, like at least with this, mm. this red dress that she's wearing, because I noticed in the last minute when she did tuck the, the note into the, her pocketbook, you get a real, cause we're focused on the note, but on her, on her hand is this giant Ruby ring that she's wearing, you know, and she's got the Ruby necklace that matches the red of, of this dress and, um, so I did look into the a little bit of that, and I found that um, her wardrobe was entirely shopped directly off the models at Bergdorf Goodman, yeah. which makes sense because that pocketbook that she opened did have a label on the inside that said Bergdorf Bergdorf Goodman, um, and I guess uh, yeah, directly off models uh, as opposed to leaving all or part of it to be designed by I guess you know, costume designers and mm-hmm. someone on the actual, uh, production staff of the, of the movie. But mm-hmm. so, and, and 
I guess Hitchcock didn't want to wait for um, them to bring in you know, designers for the movie. So he said uh, he didn't like the studio sketches for the character of Eve. So instead he just took uh, Eva Marie Saint shopping. And they didn't yeah. even change her name very much. I was like, yeah, Not I much. Yeah. 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 And that could just be, I don't, I'm not familiar with, and, and I guess I should have looked into this. I don't know if this was uh, based on a book or if it was, mm. I, I know it, you know, so it could just be a coincidence that her character, you know, the actress and the character have similar names. I don't know if that was. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think my, my final kind of note on, on this one, and maybe I'm going kind of pseudo English teacher or whatever on, on metaphors here, but I just felt like um, with the, the design, I would assume set design that, you know, the, the walls, everything was gray. Mm. you know in, in the scene i mean it was kind of interesting it was sort of this they're in a gray area <laughs> yeah you know, as well with you know he knows something's up she mm. maybe i mean i would assume knows that he knows that something's up i mean it's a it's a hazy area so it was an interesting choice that is that is interesting you know because she's the the one that with the, with the pops of color you know the yeah like you said the room i only considered the room being very gray cuz it it fits in with that mid-century modern you know aesthetic that yeah. was very you know obviously was just the the look of the time and i didn't really consider the fact that yeah it's it's these two characters in this gray backdrop but it doesn't feel bol- uh dull or boring because they're having like this back and forth kind of cat and mouse thing that has been going on for the last couple minutes that it's, yeah, it keeps your attention so well that you. I don't think you get bored by it, or you know, you let the actors kind of shine. I mean, not that I expected mm-hmm. you know yellow polka dot walls, but yeah, you know, yeah. Just, but it felt like very like spe- like specific. Like it was just yeah. every wall, every like everything. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well. Eric, uh, got anything else? No, yeah, yeah. We've, uh, I don't have any other notes. Okay. Um. All right, so Alice. You'll you'll come back with us tomorrow. Is that right? I guess so. All right. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be excellent. Um, until then, listeners, you can find the Hitchcock Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, or uh, directly at the the website hitchcockminute.com. Um, on Facebook, just search uh, The Man on Washington's Nose. And on Twitter, uh, go to Hitchcock Minute. That's going to do it for Minute 83. So until tomorrow, I've been Travis. And I was Eric. And I'm Alice. We'll see you tomorrow on Hitchcock Minute. Wherever you are.